Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. So I'm here with Auke Jungblut, uh, 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 talking uh, with an organist from the Netherlands over the internet. And I'm uh, in my church, uh, uh, and Auke is uh, my friend from the Steam platform. We got to know each other uh, from his participation in uh, our weekly Secrets of Organ Playing contest. And I was so, you know, surprised and delighted to hear enough German and uh, uh, a little bit Dutch-oriented organ music presence on Steam, 17th century, even older probably. And he has... uh, um, a, a business of uh, transcribing um, old manuscripts into modern notation, which is called Partitura Organum. So thank you so much, um, Auke, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Fidas. Uh, you know, it's so curious to see uh, you sitting behind uh, your organ bench at home, in your studio probably. Uh, yeah. you, you have... Uh, uh, a ma- uh, electronic organ, right? Virtual organ, probably uh, with samples yeah. from uh, from instruments, uh, historical instruments. I especially like uh, um, the Dutch, I think, tradition instruments. It's suited uh, very much for uh, your works. And the last video you released was uh, a preambulum from the Linar manuscript, right? You yeah. you played it uh, in a way that. It sounds like like uh, Scheidemann might have written it, it's right. It's anonymous, yeah. obviously, but you did a great job of registering the piece and articulating. I'm, I'm so amazed, and uh, we will be talking more in detail about this. Okay. So let's start our conversation, okay, with uh, with your story. Do you remember the the first time we you? fell in love with the organ. That would be very interesting to hear. <laughs> um, I, I don't think there's a particularly a moment. I've always, as far as I can remember back, loved the instrument. I'm from Protestant uh, origin. So we went every Sunday to the church and I can remember I moved my feet along with the lower tones before I, for, before I even knew they were indeed played with the feet. 
Uh-huh. And yeah, it's, uh, the instrument has always been my favorite. I don't know why. I don't come from a family of organists. Uh, so it's just me, I think. Uh-huh. But I've always liked it uh, when other kids recorded ABBA in the time I recorded organ music for the radio. Interesting. Other, yeah. other kids uh, would play football or would basketball. <laughs> or uh, or something else and you would play the organ right no we didn't have an organ at home mm-hmm. so i started with piano i started playing the organ when i was probably 16 or something not before that before that i played the piano uh-huh you have very good manual technique and of course piano helps in that you know helps we yes yeah. uh, how about the first instrument you encountered do you remember your first organ uh, yes that was a not so good instrument i don't i hope uh, the people from that church are not watching oh, sorry <laughs> uh, it was not mechanical uh, electrical pneumatic or something very slow very sluggish was not much of a joy to play. In later times, I uh, played much better instruments. For me, playing on a real organ is something special because I don't have regular uh, admittance to a real instrument. I have my uh, electronical device in the studio. Yes. And most of the times, that's it. Uh-huh. Why I said before, I'm a bit uh, jealous of you, of the magnificent instrument you have there. You're a fortunate man, but of course you know that. Mm, but of course, um, um, it's not entirely true because uh, the Netherlands is a land uh, of absolutely amazing instruments, right? Wherever yeah. you go, you can be sure that uh, a magnificent historical organ is uh, within five miles, right? Yes, that's true, but we are very uh, careful, I think, of those instruments. You can't just go and play them. Uh-huh. Not on, only, only the very uh, best organists get admittance to those instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the Bafo or uh, the Laurens, it's not easy. To, uh, at special occasions, it's possible, and then I'm not the only one who would like to participate. And uh, one a year, there is a Saturday you can play there as an amateur, and well, you have to be really, really, really quick, or all the slots are gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes. Local so, organists uh, uh, would uh, sometimes give organ tours, right? Uh, organ demonstrations, and at the end of the tour, they would allow visitors to play if they want. Uh, I know Peter van Dijk does this, and Zizi de Vries does uh, in his church. And uh, this is a good practice of uh, educating uh, uh, people from from their community about the organ, right? And getting uh, them an opportunity to play this historical instrument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's very interesting what you do today with, with um, those old manuscripts. I, I saw the, um, the, the video today and you have the, the picture of the original North German organ tablature there, notation that uh, many, not many people can read today, right? 
and even if it's written in um, in in uh, in this or stave notation right uh, mm -hmm. it still has uh, all the clefs you have to read all those clefs right so how did you get involved into partitura organum <laughs> uh, i think the idea started about five years ago and that's probably because i've always been fascinated with the old manuscripts fascinated with creating scores and the combination of scores and computers i'm a bit of a computer nerd you might say um, suddenly five years ago i got the idea from what if i uh, translate old manuscripts into modern notation and i present them to the world um, it's a great opportunity for me to have a reason to practice and well whatever i publish is great for other organists if they're interested to play and well it's the idea is to make available to anyone who's interested music that is not available today in modern notation mm -hmm. of course we all can buy Bach sure and uh, some of the works I publish are available in very expensive publications and a lot of what I publish is not available at all you can get it at my site and never uh, uh, um, and nowhere else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, and it's really, it's really, it's really, okay. You know, good niche. I think you found a good gap of missing, uh, missing marketplace. Right, uh, people are wanting, wanting to play uh, unfamiliar music, undiscovered music, probably from older times. And there is no one who can fill this gap today in print editions, right? At least uh, in an efficient way, because uh, official publishers, a big publishing house like Baron Reiter or Breitkopf or, or uh, Schott or, or any other, uh, Dobling and Wright, whoever publishes them today, all those European and American editions too, they take a long time to, to publish those pieces, to, to do research and collect them and to prepare for print. And since you can, you know, prepare one piece at a time, it's, it's quite quick. You can probably prepare one piece in, uh, I don't know, one week or so, right? Uh, with your speed. I can be very quick, I know. Um... I always have to go, uh, what I publish, I play myself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time goes in practicing the piece before I publish it. Um, but if I make a, a volume, an edition, uh, for example, the non-JS Bach uh, compositions from uh, the Neumeister manuscript, that takes me a lot of time too. 30 pieces, 35 perhaps. So, well, if you write with one piece a week, that takes almost a year. Yeah. So, uh, but the big difference is I don't have to do it for money. I have my daytime job and it's a hobby and it's a bit, well, perhaps idealistic. I think it's more important for those pieces to get played again and have a lot of fun transcribing them, etc., etc., than it is for me to make money of it. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, well, just it's, it's, more, it's more idealistic than as you called it before a business mm -hmm. not really a business is what's the English word for it but people still have to compensate for your time that you spend right because it's a rare opportunity for them and they pay for the privilege 
no, no, no. <laughs> it's for and, free. And sometimes it's for free, right? You put them for free too. I put them for free. Mm -hmm. There is no expense mm -hmm. required. Everyone can download it what he or she wishes. Excellent. Um, so, Alpia, you, you probably are working on some scores right now, right? Uh, what's your next project? Uh, oh, I have a lot of projects going, and I switch from time to time. At the moment, it's the Linear Manuscripts. Mm -hmm. I finished transcribing all the pieces from B3, not yet published them. That will happen in the next uh, days or weeks. Uh, there's B9, there's B1. Um, another series I'm working on, I haven't spent any time on it lately, but I like it, is the, um, what you call, Pieces Perhaps by Bach. You probably know the, the BWV, uh, BWV, I should say in English, uh, catalog as an anhang. Yes. So, uh, uh, appendix, right? Like appendix. appendix, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that has some, well, I think 30 pieces that are perhaps, probably not, by Bach. And then there's the entire Amans catalog. And there are a number of uncatalog pieces that are all um, catalogued in the, in the libraries as perhaps Bach. Mm -hmm. I think that's a uh, fantastic project as well. Some pieces are, I think, when you play them, when you hear them, doubtless by Bach. Mm -hmm. Other pieces are probably not at all. It just sells good if you pin the name Bach on it. That's a nice series, I think, and I'm working on transcribing the preludes from Richter. Have you heard of? Uh, it's a rare movie. composer, of course. Rare yeah. uh, people. Um, not always play them, him, right? But uh, he, he's worth rediscovering, I think. As many people are from those days, 18th century, 17th century. Wait, yes. And yes, um, okay, um, when you when you work with such course, uh, where do you get the manuscripts uh, from? The libraries or or are they online? Uh, they are online. No, I would. <laughs> I wish I would uh, be able to hold them. That would mm -hmm. be magnificent there. But no, it's all digital copies from libraries. Mm -hmm. uh, the Staatsbibliothek Berlin publish a lot of what they have, and they're still working on uh, scanning them and publishing them anew. So I work from the digital copies, and sometimes I get copies from people who know what I do, who have been to a library, and they happen to have some copies of some manuscript that is not yet available online. So that, that's... Well, I, I think it's building. I'm doing this for several years. I it get uh, to know better. Uh, Steam is one way of spreading the word into the world of what I do. And it gets some traction. People get interested. And perhaps if they have something that's not available online, but is perhaps worthwhile to transcribe, they send it to me. Mm -hmm. That's how I got some copies of the KN209. I recently uh -huh. published some stuff from. It's not available yeah. online yet, but I got some copies and I work from them. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you probably know the Petrucci Music Library project, which is like IMSLP site where you could... Uh, download uh, all kinds of scores for free right and a lot mm -hmm. of um, a lot of um, people put uh, their arrangements transcriptions over there for free for people to disseminate and spread uh, uh, are you doing this as well yes 
I'll do it it on my own website. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit um, vain, you could say. Then I can see how much some stuff gets downloaded or not. I could upload it all to EMSLP. And then people can download it as well. But then I don't see who uses it or how much it is used. Or So I, for now, I keep it on my own website. Mm-hmm. And in due time, when I'm getting old, I perhaps uh, transfer it all to EMSLP so it gets uh, for, for eternity. Right. But for now... It's my website only. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea, of course. People will come to your website for information and uh, new materials. Um, and um, are you getting inquiries about uh, uh, projects that you could do in the future? For example, a person wants to play such and such a piece but cannot find, and are they sending you messages? No, not yet. Only uh, what I already told you, uh, some copies of older manuscripts not available online, and I work from that. Not really uh, increase, could you do this or that for me? Mm-hmm. Well, not yet, but who knows what might happen in the future. I hope our conversation in, in the podcast uh, uh, version will uh, you know, attract more listeners. And uh, not only today, when people are listening, but in the future too, because it's, it will be freely available for years to come online oh. and you will get, uh, you know, probably visitors from the future too <laughs> your, <laughs> in your website might might have changed by that but uh, you know still the flow will come to you yeah excellent you know it's really um, sometimes uh, uh, boring to play the same music all over again right uh, over and over again uh, the same uh, pieces that everybody else is playing and people want to specialize sometimes right some people prefer uh, modern music and play unknown composers discover for example some obscure composer and play everything he has or she has written uh, and become an expert in that uh, composer uh, modern composer but some people prefer uh, the work that you do uh, obscure Unknown <laughs> composers, anonymous composers. Anonymous composers, yes. Times too. Right. Yes, that's what I do. Because the quality of most of that music, Turangia in, in, in the 16th, 17th century, was, must have been a wonderful time there. The quality of music written, the quality of the music available now in those manuscripts is absurdly high quality. Not, not everything, but a lot of it. Even the unknown names. They write in a way that I think, oh, it's really good. It's not Bach, but he was really, really, really good. But you can appreciate he was part of tradition. He was not just some lonely genius who invented it all. He was the pinnacle of what happened before. But all those other composers, the circle around him and the circle around that was very good too. And I think sometimes that is not appreciated enough. Well, that's what why I think. think is that, why do you think we know so few composers from those days? Well, all the attention goes to Bach. I think a, a, a telling example is the Neumeister manuscript. Wonderful discovery of, well, about 20, 25 new pieces of Johann Michael Bach. Yeah. All the attention went to Johann Sebastian Bach. While 
it, it was an enormous discovery. We knew only eight pieces, perhaps, by Johan Michael, and suddenly there were 20 more. And if you play them, it's magnificent. You understand why Bach was such a genius. It ran wild in the family, not only he, but his uh, pre-fathers, pre how do you call it in English, as well. And I, I, to me, that's a great discovery. I think that's important. That's uh, good to know. It's, it's nice to work with. We all know Bach. No problem. And he's very uh, um, worthwhile. But the music that is slightly less in quality is still very, very good. And deserves to be played and to be heard and to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. If that's why I think, and that's why I think I can spend so much time, so much energy uh, in, in transcribing them, practicing them, publishing them, etc. And I, I, I get an enormous amount of energy from it. Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I, I love doing this. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, okay, it's a, it's a great pleasure and privilege to play and transcribe this music. Uh, and um, it's just, you know, uh, a pity that uh, those composers probably uh, were written down by, uh, by just one organist, right? Who, who copied by hand some manuscript and uh, didn't spread. Those copies were not published. They all were done in uh, handwriting. Otherwise, it would have spread much more easily in, in those days. In uh, probably in different notation, not in not German notation, right? And um, but but that didn't happen, right? Uh, because uh, certain people would would prefer copying by hand and playing in their circles only, and their circles were very limited. Not like today, we have uh, uh, social media. <laughs> With the click of a button, you can reach uh, almost anybody. Uh, you know, across thousands of miles. Ah. Not yeah. in those days. No, not in those days. And there was printing, of course, but it was very, very expensive. Paper was expensive. Ink was expensive. Uh, so it got copied and, uh, like you said, spread in small circles and perhaps sometimes one traveled to another city and then it got uh, spread there as well. And I think that the sad fact is an enormous amount of those manuscripts got lost. It hurts thinking about it, but I think there is, there is still an enormous amount available, but at least the same amount got lost, and probably more. Or and we can be optimistic and hope that will be rediscovered in the future, uh, in some uh, uh, attic, uh, in the church, in the library sometimes, in, in the archives, in some you know, Eastern European country where the archives is not uh, so well preserved ordered uh, in the western europe it's all you know probably everything is online and digitized and uh, very orderly fashion but in places like um, lithuania for example latvia estonia uh, even eastern eastern countries from here uh, you might still find something from the, those days Yes, I think so. In the Second World War, World War, some manuscripts, a lot of manuscripts, got lost. Not, not by fire or something, but re-displaced and never found back. And we mm -hmm. can always hope that sometimes they suddenly pop up again. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is, for example, the, um, I think you're familiar with uh, Johann Gottfried Stölzel. Some works of him left, very good, very high quality. But we also know that his successor at the same organ, 
burned all the manuscripts, old-fashioned stuff. It's just gone. It's it's a pity. <laughs> it's a pity. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a small tra tragedy. Wait, you? Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Lost forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's But a I'm different mentality, right? In those days, people would most likely play current music, contemporary music, and their contemporary music meant old to us, right? Centuries old, but it was new for them. Yeah. And uh, they wouldn't play centuries old music for them, like like from 15th century, 16th century, too much, right? Unless unless they were published, right? Uh, like uh, like Richard Cari or uh, Liv Dorg, for example, or something like, like that, uh, which would be preserved then. Yes, well, understandably, one wanted to play its own music, etc. Modern, it, it, it just uh, from our perspective now, when we can see how much quality got lost, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, sad, I think. It is sad, uh, it is sad, but uh, nevertheless, you are doing a great service for the organ world with, with your transcriptions uh, because obviously. Uh, without you, I don't know how many years would it would take for big publishing houses to <laughs> to catch up and uh, publish all those works that you have published, for example, by now. Or, or, or perhaps never. Anonymous pieces don't sell good, I think. It's, it's anonymous, so there is no name attached, so there is no genuine interest other than people who are interested in music uh themselves for themselves mm. but it's not very catchy is it here you have an, an a volume of anonymous compositions a composer <laughs> the same composer anonymous 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 yeah anonymous 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 last name anonymous yeah yeah the first name would be johann sebastian <laughs> we can only say he did write a lot mr anonymous that's for sure mm -hmm. Or Miss Anonymous too. We, yeah, yeah. Yes. we don't know. We don't, Maybe we some just don't know. women organists too. Yeah. Could be right. We just don't know. At least the harpsichord players could have been women too. Virginal players, clavichord players, obviously. And from later times, uh, the sister of uh, uh, Mendelssohn, Fanny Hensel, she yes. did write for uh, organ as well. And I do have some copies of manuscripts. So, she's coming somewhere in the future. Good, good. Uh, I hope people listening to you now will get idea now. Maybe ladies uh, will start transcribing to women organ composers more, right? Uh, rediscovering today. Yeah, that will be great. Yeah. Um, by doing your work, Hauke, do you find uh, some new friends, some... Uh, Uh, geeks, as you say, who are interested in, in such work? Um, well, I wouldn't call you a geek, but for example, uh, you and James, yeah, I met on the Steam platform, platform, sorry, mispronunciation, and some uh, email contacts via my website, as I already told you, for uh, copies of uh, old manuscripts. Mm -hmm. And the circle is small. A lot of people are interested in organ music, that's one. And not a lot of people are interested in those old music from the 16th or 17th century. So it's, it's, a, it's a very small circle. Uh, 
but on the other hand the, the smaller the circle the bigger is the influence the bigger the impact right if 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 you were let's say transcribing anything for anybody like uh, like uh, i don't know chopin or rachmaninoff or some great uh, you know masters like mozart right everybody plays mozart everybody knows mozart and it's like uh, and everybody's composers but but uh, nobody will you know fight over <laughs> some obscure copy of uh, mozart anymore because it's all probably available but with with um, with uh, those uh, unknown composers that you're doing uh, people might get really emotional and get personal on a personal deep level right they want uh, new stuff from you they contact you they probably will will ask uh, for something uh, done in the future uh, which is priceless i think too uh, it's, it's 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 a bit I'm hesitant to use the word disappointing in this regard. I know my site gets used a lot and I know people appreciate it. Sometimes I hear by email or comments uh, in one of the publications, um, it shows they appreciate what I do. But the amount of communication about it is very, very small. I've already published some 650 pieces and perhaps well, 10 or 20 have some comments with them on my website. Mm -hmm. I know people appreciate it, but people are not very forthcoming in saying thank you or I appreciate it. It does happen, but not as much as I would have uh, anticipated or suspected. Or Now I know I just publish it and I know people use it and I know I hardly get any feedback. Mm -hmm. It's do you, just the way it is. Do you, okay, have a way to reach those uh, people who use your scores? I, I, I reach them with what I publish. And I try to generate attention for the publications I do by well, publishing on my website, uh, cross-posting on Steam, uh, cross-posting on YouTube, the videos, yes. uh, and on contrabombarder.com. There is a website for uh, Houtwerk users. Yes. Use the software Houtwerk. There I publish it as well. And well, in that way, I, I, I uh, advertise what I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I don't advertise myself. That's what I think I'm trying to say. I advertise what I do, and I hope it gets used. I'm not particularly advertising myself, and I'm not trying to generate an income from it. Mm -hmm. it it's just because I think it's important for those people, uh, for those uh, pieces to be available, and because I just like it's a hobby. I'm, I'm not a professional organist. I'm not a professional publisher. I'm damn good as a publisher, I think. I create very graphically high-standing scores, if I may be so uh, <laughs> unmodest. But it's not a living. And I yes. don't but you living. shouldn't be so modest, because your level of playing uh, is really good. And uh, we can Thank see you. that and testify from your videos that you create uh, almost uh, 
on a daily basis and uh, also as entries for secrets of organ playing contest and it has even improved right your sight reading abilities has improved over over the time and you now can uh, probably record um, longer pieces in in one week right yes well, as you know, I uh, played the uh, uh, Grapes F minor prelude last week. Yes. And I'm trying now, uh, as, as a, um, uh, a next installment for that contest, to play the, the B minor, BWV544. Oh, I'm oh. trying to get that to performing level in one week. We'll see tomorrow whether uh, or not. That's, <laughs> I that's succeed. a challenge. But, uh, uh, that's I... a challenge. It's a real challenge, yes. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just... Surprisingly, it's not as difficult a piece as the Krebs piece. Mm -hmm. I would have thought it's Bach. Ooh, Bach, ooh, that must be difficult. But oh, I was surprised. I spent far more time on getting Krebs right, about four months, and I'm doing this one in one week. Well, I think that is um, because the piece is not as difficult. And well, I got a lot of training, I might say, by yeah. Uh, following your contest and get over the recording anxiety, get over the camera anxiety, get mm -hmm. over the people are watching, what might they think anxiety. That yes, really I remember you told me about uh, uh, your first video how you had to sure. record it many times, right? Many times uh, you recorded the first video for our competition. Uh, uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you couldn't. Uh, play without mistakes the first time and the second and the third and uh, now you can do much faster right I, I can do it much faster though it's not it's, I'm still not one time right mm -hmm. at the last uh, the Kaufman last week uh, that was this, uh, the, the, the third performance before I was satisfied mm -hmm. I think perhaps the, th the first one could have entered as well satisfied articulation not right uh, more attention to the middle entry of the subject that kind of thing mm -hmm. and, and I, well I, I enjoy being able to think about my performances on that level mm -hmm. not just getting the notes right is getting the how's the entry how's the articulation is is the middle voice discernible when you pay attention to it and just said blah, 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 play them all play just the notes I think uh, aiming for free runs is, is quite good and acceptable because uh, usually organists uh, either do uh, many, many takes with CD recordings and then they put together edit, uh, which is not, not entirely live performance anymore. No. Right? It's, it's lifeless. But uh, if you do like three takes and co uh, select the best, it would be quite enough, I think, for most situations. Uh, that's what to do. The, the, the grapes uh, performance last week was not errorless as well, and I played it three times and I posted the second. Mm -hmm. so Excellent. That's one, including the mistakes. Uh, okay, I know you have to run right uh, soon. So uh, yeah. for wrapping up our conversation, could you? Um, give final word of advice to our listeners and organists from eight to nine countries now who want to play this music, all the music that you're publishing, what challenges they have to overcome? The challenges they have to overcome, I, I think if you want to play this old music, the Renaissance, early Baroque music, think as a singer. 
and pay attention to all the lines, not just uh, the soprano or the bass uh, voice, but the middle lines as well, and sing them. That gives the best advice for where to lift your finger, where to uh, get some little um, um, breath points. That is what, uh, now, that's what I always do. I don't think it's perhaps the best way, but it's a good way to think about articulation. Yes. Think as a singer. Exactly, because all that music um, was derived from the vocal music uh, before, right? Yeah. Those and, and were, were probably um, later versions of motets. Mm -hmm. Probably. Or perhaps uh, they were genuine uh, keyboard compositions, but they can be sung easily. Yes. The range is not too large. If they go to the, the, uh, the, the, the little octave, D, well, then you can sing it. Yes. Easily. Yes. Oh. True. So think like a singer. Good advice. Um, okay, I'm very uh, glad uh, about this. And um, can you give our listeners a link where they can find your work online? HTTP. Uh, what's double points? Double points. Well, you know the familiar HTTPS, and then Partitura. Yes. Dot org. Org. Uh huh. O R G probably. O R G. Yeah. Partitura. And people could visit your Steam profile, right? Uh, on Steam, you are Partitura there, right? That's Partitura as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Today they can find uh, what I enter on Steam, cross posts. What, what about your YouTube channel? Are you uh, also Partitura there? On YouTube? On, on YouTube? Um, yes. <laughs> I need to think, yes, I'm Partitura there as well. Mm -hmm. And on Contra Bombarde too? There I'm just a nickname uh, based on my real name, A Jongbloed. A Jongbloed, okay. A Jongbloed, yes. Very easy. All right, I will put those links in our description of the conversation and okay. can click and visit your work online and say hello to you and I hope they will appreciate what you do. Thank you so much, Auke. Thank you, Piras, for the attention. A delightful time and uh, I'm eager to know what you create next. Okay, just watch. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, 
It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Around rights. Hi, Vida Santosha. Thank you, guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.